JB, what's up? I'm doing well, Holt. How are you doing? Doing pretty good. Uh, no Alex today. Um, actually recording this on a Friday night, and uh, neither one of us have anything to do, and Alex is out, you know, being social and uh, all that stuff. So uh, it's just uh, me and JB today. Yeah, I think uh, Alex is out uh, in Atlanta hitting up the bars tonight. So uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll find out maybe in the next uh, uh, next 24 hours if anything went down. Yeah, definitely. I know he's uh, he's got a girlfriend, so he's probably uh, not straying too far away from her, I, I would imagine. Nah. She won't <laughs> let him out of his sight. Yeah, well, you never know. <laughs> you never, never know. But, uh, yeah, well, uh, you know, Alex is usually the, the play-by-play guy here. He's the Vern Lundquist keeping everybody uh, straight and uh, on topic, so we may have to try to try extra hard to keep it on the rails today. But uh, we're going to be talking about uh, Vanderbilt Commodores today, um, you know, Nashville, Tennessee. JB, I don't know, you want to go ahead and start talking about some places to eat there? Or, like, what do you, how do you want to start this? Yeah, uh, for good places to eat, uh, I really like the Pancake Pantry. For breakfast, that's uh, a really solid place. Uh, uh, all their breakfast items are amazing. Uh, they have really good French toast. I, I know they're called the Pancake Pantry, but the French toast is outstanding. Uh, the sausage and uh, bacon's good. I have an egg allergy, so I can't eat eggs. Yeah, that's a shame. But uh, I, I, I've been there a couple of times, and it's always a solid go-to. And for lunch, uh, of course, Nashville is the home of the Meat and Three, so I could probably go into a lot of the Meat and Three places. But I'm going to stray away and go towards the hot chicken route. And it's not the hot chicken place you're thinking of. It's going to be Prince's. Prince's hot chicken. And I think it's actually a little bit better than the famous Hattie B's chicken. Prince's is very popular amongst the locals. And their chicken has a very distinct flavor to it. A little bit different than Hattie B's. And I actually like it better. Uh, Their sides are terrific. And it's more of like a well-kept secret among the locals, too. Really? Yeah, I've uh, I've actually I've been to Nashville a bunch of times. For those of you who don't know, we uh we all grew up in Memphis, so we're very familiar with Nashville. But uh, I actually haven't eaten at a ton of places in Nashville. So I, I've I've always heard about Hattie B's. That's the place everybody talks about, but I've never actually eaten there. Um, but yeah, I mean, it looks like you you got like some good information there. Definitely sucks about your uh, egg allergy though. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's kind of a it's kind of a pain. It is like, you know, that's the biggest part of breakfast too is eggs and pretty much every breakfast platter you get comes with eggs. Right. So it's always a pain in the ass when I have to go to places and have to substitute eggs with something else. In a lot of places, it's hard to make that happen. Yeah, I understand that. But you uh, you ate some Central today in Memphis today, is that right? I did, yeah. I had Central for lunch. Uh, always uh, a solid choice uh, in the city of Memphis. It's Probably my go-to barbecue place in Memphis. Uh, everything on their menu is outstanding. Uh, I just went with the uh, half-order pulled pork nachos today, and I uh, didn't. I did fries today. I did not do chips. Awesome. So it was technically barbecue fries. Yeah, and that's that's, that's the, a little. Con- that's a. <laughs> it's it's kind of like turned into a popular thing now, but that's a. It is definitely a little untraditional thing that uh, I'm a, a very big fan of and would highly recommend. At your local, well, cra- your local yeah. barbecue place to see if they'll do that for you. You know what's crazy is the first time I had the barbecue fries, it was a buy an accident. Uh, I was actually just getting a half order of nachos and just like a side of fries with it. They ended up just bringing me nacho fries. Like they brought me the barbecue nachos like with fries substituted for chips. 
And it turned out to be absolutely amazing. And that's how I actually discovered it. It was just by accident. Yeah. I did that uh, at a place here, not too uh, far away from where I live. I live in Floyd, Mississippi right now. And uh, I did it at a barbecue place here. And uh, they were like, oh, we've never done that before, but we can, you know, we'll do it for you. And then, like, the guy in line behind me uh, heard me order it, and then he decided to order it, too. So they were like, oh, we're going to have to put this on the menu now. Yeah, that, that's definitely uh, starting to catch on. Uh, I think some uh, chains have actually started serving, uh, like, barbecue nacho fries. That I think, what was it, Wendy's that had a little promotion maybe a year ago that did that? Oh, I don't even remember but that. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's definitely catching on, though. It feels like it started in Memphis. I don't know. Maybe it started somewhere else, but... Who knows? Maybe it didn't originate with me. I doubt it did, but uh, <laughs> it's still pretty funny that uh, how it happened. And it is a—it's definitely a great uh, addition, along with just the regular barbecue nachos. Yeah, and I, I wish I had some uh, uh, some stories to tell about or some new places I've eaten at recently, but I really haven't. It's been kind of, uh, you know, the grind that I, you know, of my work. What you know, what I do for a living is just tough, and I don't really get a lot of free time and on the road a lot so i haven't really had a lot of free time to go out and try some new things it's just been you know pretty generic and plus i've been trying to eat a little bit healthy lately too so that kind of limits my options but uh yeah you got you got to eat healthy during the summer because once you get into fall like it's it's grub season as i call it right it's exactly right and i mean you know we got football season coming up we're gonna have tailgates every saturday and you know there's gonna be beer and you know junk food all over the place and it's just gonna be crazy yeah, you can't eat healthy during football season. No. You got to live life. That's exactly right. But uh, getting back to uh, our preview today, talking about the Vanderbilt Commodores, we got uh, the fifth year under Derek Mason. Um, went five and seven last year. Ended the season on a high note, though, winning at Tennessee. Um, you know, which is always a big win for Vanderbilt. Uh, kind of, you know, not maybe not a huge rivalry to Tennessee, but I know to Vanderbilt, that's a really big game for them. And uh, to get the win, I know probably ended the season on a good note for him last year. That is, yeah. And uh, just winning that game at, in Knoxville, it's, it was a very good uh, uh, very good way to end the season for Derek Mason and a little bit of momentum to build up into uh, this upcoming season. Yeah, but unfortunately, he hasn't really, you know, been getting the support that uh, I think he kind of wants, and I think that program is going to need to compete in the SEC. I know they just had a – uh, stadium is it a stadium renovation they got yeah they got they, denied. yeah there was a proposal for a stadium renovation for uh, the for the commodore stadium and it got pretty much shelved for uh, academics so, yeah. i mean that kind of just tells you what the university thinks of its football program right and i mean, I mean if you don't we're, we're not going to sit here and act you know i don't want to sit here and act like academics aren't important or whatever obviously that's a huge deal at vanderbilt but at the same time like if you want to compete like at this level, you know, you got to make the financial commitment to do so. Exactly. And also, good athletics brings in more students, too. I think a lot of schools have learned this, too, especially Alabama. Like, the the uh, ap- application rate is, is skyrocketed during right. this Nick Saban era. I mean, People want to go to schools that have winning teams. Yeah, and, I mean, it's just a great way – it's just a great, you know, exposure for your, for your university. I it mean, is. like, a lot of times – People who aren't sports fans don't know nearly as much about colleges as people who are sports fans. Like, I know, like, like you know, my sister is – and, you know, she's about to graduate high school right now, and she's talking about, like, you know, all these schools that, like, she's going after and stuff that she's never heard of. 
And, uh, you know, she's like, oh, yeah, I was thinking about this one school, like, you know, SMU, like, have you ever heard of that? And I'm like, yes, I know what SMU is, like, because uh, I follow college sports, you know what I mean? Like, so, I mean, you just – Exactly. Like, I mean, it's just like, you know, it's just a way to kind of get your name out there and people, you know, know who you are, even if it doesn't have anything to do with, uh, you know, academics. But uh, – Exactly. Being good in sports only helps your your university. It brings in more money. It brings more exposure, and you also are going to have more people applying to come to your school too. Yeah. So all in all, it's a win-win. So I don't see. I understand Vanderbilt stands with academics, and it's an academic institution. It's the best academic institution in the conference. But I do think they should invest a little bit more money in their football program because they've had some good teams in the past few years, and they've had they they do have the potential, especially in a uh, talent-rich uh, national area that's booming right now. Right. In about 10 years from now, Nashville's talent's going to be great, and you, you'll be able to maybe keep a lot of guys there if the program is at a higher level. So uh, that being said, uh, this is Derek Mason's fifth year. Um, they did make a bowl game two years ago, I believe, um, but that's the only one they've made since James Franklin left. Um, do you think that Mason is maybe a little bit on the hot seat this year? Yeah, um, you know, he finished the season with the losing season last year. He made one bowl in his, in his first four seasons. Uh, this year he's got to show some improvement because they they dropped – they had one uh, drop-off in the win column uh, last season when they finished 5-7 and seven from 6-6 six and six in 2016. So, yes, they definitely need to uh, show some improvement this season, especially uh, with the defense. The defense, you know, was just really terrible in the second half of the season, giving up a lot of points and yardage. And uh, the offense, uh, Kyle Shermer, he's got to show a little more consistency. He's a solid quarterback, uh, great arm, seems to have a really great mind. Uh, their offense is going to have to really do a lot better this year. And it feels like, like we, I think we were discussing earlier, that uh, the Alabama game is what really broke this team. The, this Vanderbilt team was not the same last year once they lost to Alabama. And they got to pick up that same mojo they had going into the Alabama game that, right. they, that they had, that they carried over from the 2016 season if they want to get back to uh, bowl contention. Right. And, I mean, just kind of looking over the offense a little bit, you know, they did bring back Kyle Shermer, who's going to be a senior this year. Um, definitely one of the more underrated players in the conference. He never really gets talked about, um, you know, with, like, the best players in the conference. But he had a pretty solid year last year, and he's a pretty good quarterback. Um, they also add a graduate transfer from Illinois, uh, Kashawn Vaughn, Jr., um, that I think they're expecting to come in and play right away. They return all five offensive linemen and their tight end. So, you know, maybe they could have a little something going there on the offensive side. Um, I don't know if I see, like, any, you know, big-time playmakers here that's really going to, you know, stretch the field or anything like that. But I think they have a chance to at least be a solid unit. I mean, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's going to be a really good unit of, like, like I said, uh, they have a really solid uh, quarterback in Kyle Shermer, a really good senior leader. Uh, they're really going to have to rely on him, too, to carry this offense and this team this year if they're going to go to a bowl. Right. I totally agree. And um, switching over to the defense a little bit, um, you know, just like you were saying, they really struggled last year defensively, which, uh, you know, is kind of surprising to see considering Derrick Mason is a defensive guy. And uh, his first few years there, that was the one thing they could kind of hang their hat on was – they were usually a pretty solid defensive team. You know, they didn't beat themselves. They played, you know, really smart. Um, you know, I know they probably get that label a lot just from, you know, their academic, uh, you know, prestige, I guess. Uh, 
but uh, they did play really smart. They didn't beat themselves, and they were just, you know, they were physical too. And, uh, you know, they lost Zach Cunningham, who was a big-time player for them, um, and they just weren't really the same on defense last year, especially after that Alabama game. Oh, yeah, like just you know, like we were, like I mentioned earlier, like the yards and the points that they allowed in those games, like Ole Miss uh, and Alabama game, like it was just pitiful. Like it, it's not what you would expect under a uh, Derek Mason defense. I mean, Derek Mason knows defense. I mean, he's a great X's and O's coach for defense. And uh, he, may, he doesn't really have the uh, maybe the same talent level he had at Stanford. But he still – you would expect his defenses to uh, play a lot and fight harder like unlike they did last year in the second half of the season. So, I mean, I do think they can improve, and I, I expect improvement. But we'll just have to wait and see uh, how they're going to pl- fare yeah. out, you know, when the schedule plays this year. Exactly. And, I mean, the 44 points to Kentucky was something I just looked at, and I was just like, wow. Like, I, I don't really remember that game at all. I'm not – I'm sure there was probably some other big games going on like right then. And I just, it's kind of slipped my mind, but I mean, Kentucky is not a great offensive team and you know, you're getting up 44 points at home to Kentucky. Like that's just, you know, that's just not what you want to see. No, it's not acceptable. And, and I think Derek Mason will be one of the first people to tell you that it's not acceptable. Right. But you know, just like we said, they ended the season on a high note. So maybe, um, you know, there's some positivity there and, Going into this season, you know, just like I said, five returning offensive linemen is always big. Three of them are seniors. So, uh, you know, I mean, maybe there's something there. I mean, I, I don't know. But, uh, you know, let's go ahead and uh, get into the schedule. Um, you know, they open up September 1st against uh, Middle Tennessee State. Going to make the short drive up from Murfreesboro to play here. Um, you know, I, I think Vanderbilt should probably win this game. Uh it was a 28 to six game last year in Murfreesboro. Um, you know, I think Vanderbilt, you know, just like we said, I think they're going to be a little bit better this year. Uh, I don't really know much about middle Tennessee state, but I think uh, Vanderbilt probably has a good shot at this game. What do you think? Yeah, I like Vanderbilt in this one. Uh, it, you know, in previous games that they two, these two programs have played, it's been pretty competitive and MTSU has a really solid program too for the, in the uh, conference USA. But I like Vanderbilt in this one. Vanderbilt is uh, at home. Uh, they're going to be fresh. Uh, they have a lot to prove going into this game after the way uh, last season went, even though they did end their season with a big win against Tennessee. I like Vanderbilt in this one. I think they're going to win by double digits. Yeah. And then uh, the next week they're going to be taking on Nevada. Um, you know, another one of those group of six teams that jumps up every now and then and has a really good year. Um you know, I, I don't, you know, similar with Milton, you say, I'm not going to sit here and act like I know a ton about Nevada, but, uh, you know, traveling all the way across the country to Nashville, playing on the road early in the season, Vanderbilt's still going to be, you know, healthy and, and clicking. Um, you know, I like Vanderbilt in this game as well. What do you think? Oh, yeah, I'm going with Vanderbilt in this one too. Uh, Vanderbilt has more talent than Nevada. Nevada's having to travel across country, like you said. And I, I, Vanderbilt's going to, Definitely need this one to get off to a 2 0 start. They're giving themselves a two game cushion uh, going into the tougher, meated part of the schedule, too, because the next week is going to be a really tough one. So I, I like Vanderbilt in this one. They're going to be focused. Derek Mason's going to have his guys ready, and they will win. All right. Yeah. So we got them at 2 0. Um, and then they, uh, it's kind of a fun game, but they travel up to Notre Dame uh, to play the Fighting Irish on the road. Um, 
you know, obviously Notre Dame had a rough couple of years, bounced back last year um, to have a, a pretty solid season, beat LSU in the bowl game. Um, what do you think about uh, the Commodores when they're traveling up to Notre Dame in week three? Oh, yeah, Notre Dame is – it's going to be a, an outside contender for the uh, playoff this year. Notre Dame's a really talented team. Uh, Brian Kelly's got is really quietly confident going into this season that this could be their year to finally uh, make the playoff and maybe have a chance to get back to the national championship game uh, that they made six years ago. Uh, it's going to be a really tough one for Vanderbilt. Uh, I want to I want to give Vanderbilt a chance, but I'm going to have to go with Notre Dame and South Bend. It's Plus, their Notre Dame, they're playing an SEC program. They're going to want to show, hey, we can beat the teams from the SEC too. Because, you know, they had that right. disappointing loss last year at home against Georgia. Notre Dame's going to come into this one with something to prove. I like Notre Dame to win this one. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to agree with you there. Uh, I do think uh, Notre Dame maybe – I don't like them quite as much as you do. Uh, they have a big game against Michigan the first game of the season, and I'm actually thinking Michigan's going to win that game. Um, so maybe they're – could be some early season drama in South Bend. Um, I don't think they're really going to be as focused on this game as, as maybe you do. I think they're probably going to overlook Vanderbilt a little bit. And I think Vanderbilt is, is definitely good enough to give Notre Dame a, a good game. Um, but, yeah, just like you said, I'm going to have to go with Notre Dame. You know, it's just at Notre Dame. Uh, they're a really solid program. They got, uh, you know, really high talent profile. Um but, you know, I wouldn't be surprised at all if Vanderbilt went up there and gave him a game. But, yeah, I'd, I'd yeah. have to go with Vanderbilt on this one. I mean, I agree with you. I actually do believe Notre Dame's going to have a loss one in this one. I don't see them beating Michigan either. I think they're going to lose a close one to Michigan. But at this point, Notre Dame is going to have one loss, and they can't afford another loss if they want to stay in the playoff contention. So I, that's my reasoning for them to be really focused for this one, along with uh, playing in the SEC program. All right, fair enough. So uh, now we're going to be moving on to September 22nd when they host uh, old, old Will Muschamp and uh, the South Carolina Gamecocks. Yeah, I, I, I like this um, South Carolina program. Uh, Will Muschamp uh, is more happier than I've ever seen him in his past five years coaching. I mean, he just seems like he's having a lot more fun out there. He really likes the players that he has on this year's units, and they're – quietly might be one of the teams that's going to break through in the conference this year, maybe win uh, more than eight games, maybe win nine games. And this is, it's a really talented team that's, that's going to be playing uh, Vanderbilt this year. And it's going to be a big one for uh, Derek Mason. Uh, but I'm going to have to go with uh, South Carolina. They got way too much talent. Uh, they got, this is one of those games that uh, South Carolina has to win too. Like they can't really play around with Vanderbilt. They got to, this is the type of games that they have to win in order to move up and challenge the big boys in the conference. Right. And uh, South Carolina is definitely getting a lot of early buzz this year. As I've mentioned on a few podcasts before, um, we haven't done the South Carolina preview yet, but uh, I have mentioned that I'm not as high on them as a lot of other people are. I do think that, that, you know, I like Jake Bentley. Obviously, Debo Samuel is a ton of fun to watch, and we know what Will Muschamp can do on the defensive side of the ball. But I'm just not really sure that I'm buying their offense. And – I think that uh, I think this is going to be a really kind of a low-scoring game. Just like you know, just like we were saying, I think Vanderbilt Stevens is going to be improved this year. Derek Mason yeah. is a defensive guy. Absolutely. Um, you know, this has like uh, Will Muschamp type game written like all over it. You know what I mean? Like from when he was like back at Florida, just one of those games where it's just 
really just an ugly game and just not very much fun to watch at all. Maybe uh, Kyle Shermer can make some plays um, early on and uh, keep Vanderbilt in the game. But uh, I do like South Carolina to maybe make one more play at the end of the game, maybe with Debo Samuel to uh, to get the win here. I don't know if it's like going to be a punt return or a kick return. But th- this game just strikes me as something that's going to, you know, special teams is going to affect the game. And I, I like uh, South Carolina's playmaking on special teams a little bit more. Um, I like South Carolina to win maybe like 17 to 13 or, you know, 20 to 16 or just like some random score like that, you know. Yeah, I actually would tend to agree with you. Um, even though I, did, I am picking South Carolina, I don't think it's going to be a uh, comfortable win for South Carolina by any stretch. Uh, South Carolina, just this is the kind of game, like I said, like they, this is the kind of game that they need to win. And they know they have to win. But Vanderbilt always is just – they always play hard against uh, South Carolina. They always play hard against Georgia. They always play hard against Florida. We know that they can – they're always are capable of beating Tennessee. They're, they're going to play hard in this game. They're at home. Uh, and like I said, it's going to be a close one. Uh, it's going to probably be a low-scoring game. I expect both defenses to play off the top of their level. But I like Jake Bentley just a little bit more than Kyle Sherman. That's why I'm going to pick South Carolina in a close win and a defensive struggle. All right. So uh, moving on to uh, Tennessee State, um, not really a whole lot to say here. They're an FCS team. It should be kind of an easy win as they uh, get ready for to travel to Athens next week. Um, should get them back in the win column to get them, get them to three wins. Um, you know, I mean, is there anything you want to say about this game at all? Uh, I mean, I, I think it's going to be a fairly comfortable win for Vanderbilt. Uh, this is going to be a good step in the direct, right direction for this team. Uh, they'll be Three and two going into Athens the following week, and I, this will probably be a game where they'll be able to rest some guys in the second half and have them fresh and ready to go for their uh, battle at Sanford Stadium the following week. Right, and I know uh, you know you probably won't appreciate this at all, but uh, Tennessee State did have a really good baseball season this year. Or no, was that Tennessee Tech? That was Tennessee Tech. Okay, never mind then. The high-powered offense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. Know. Where's Tennessee State at? Tennessee State is in Nashville. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's in okay. Nashville. Okay. Uh, Tennessee well, State will also be coming off the uh, heralded uh, Southern Heritage Classic from the previous week, too. So they're, they're going to be coming off a, a big game against Jackson State in the Southern Heritage Classic that's played in Memphis. So that's, oh, that's, wow. a, little bit re- that's a little bit relevant coming into this game as well. But I am de- picking Vanderbilt, and Vanderbilt yeah. will win this one comfortably. Yeah, you know, you're not going to get information like that everywhere. You know what I mean? Like when you come to the Slow Smoke podcast, like you know, you're gonna find out about those those games, those FCS games that uh, nobody else is talking about. Yeah, the, that, the uh, Southern Heritage Classic in the FCS level between Tennessee State and Jackson State goes back decades, and that's a very popular game. That's always a uh, sellout at the Liberty Bowl, and it, it's a big party for those two schools. That's the biggest game of the year. That's awesome. And uh, Jackson State's actually not too far from me. Um, about, about 15, 20 minutes up Lakeland Drive right here, and I'm running right into the stadium. But uh, anyway, that's enough about Tennessee State. Um, moving on to uh, Athens, uh, where they're going to take on the Georgia Bulldogs. Um, obviously coming off a trip to the National Championship game last year. Georgia won this game pretty comfortably last year. Um, you know, it's in Athens. What, uh, what do you think about this game, JB? Uh, I, I like Georgia in this one. Uh Georgia's just way too talented. Uh, their offense is going to be – I think their offense might, is going to be one of the best in the conference this year. I really like Jake Fromm. 
I know in a previous podcast you said Jake Fromm isn't your favorite, but I really like Jake Fromm. He just he just looks so comfortable in the pocket. I mean, yeah. especially last year as a true freshman. I mean, he just looks so poised, and you don't really see that out of young quarterbacks that much. And I, I like this offense to even take another step forward this year. Uh, they're not going to they're not going to miss a beat uh, losing Chubb and Michelle. Uh, the running backs coming out behind them, like Swift, they're going to be just fine, especially with that offensive line and the receivers they have coming back. Uh, Georgia, I think, is going to roll in this one at home. Uh, Kirby, Smart's, Kirby Smart has his team ready. Uh, I'm going to have to pick Georgia by double digits. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you on that one. Um, I try to really hard to talk myself into this being a close game, um, but I'm just – I'm really having a hard time doing it. You know, Georgia just is so loaded. You know, Kirby Smart looks like he really has the thing rolling there. Um, you know, this talent, like, all over the board. They just had a – last week had a five-star receiver transfer in is going to be eligible to play immediately. Um, so, I mean, it's just – it just keeps going for Georgia. They just – the risk get richer. And, uh, you know, Vanderbilt, while they're a really good disciplined team, I just – you know, talent-wise, I just don't think they're quite on that level yet. Um Right, uh, I agree. So yeah. I think we're both going to mark this one as a loss for Vanderbilt, which will put them at three and three. And this is the uh, halfway point of their season. And now we're going into the next six games that are going to make or break their season. I know that sounds really cliche, but all these next six games are all winnable games for Vanderbilt, but also could, are easily losable. And these six games will make or break their season. Uh, the first one's going to be against Florida at home in Nashville. Yeah, obviously Dan Mullen, first year at Florida. Um, Felipe Franks, at quarterback, I'm, you know, we're assuming. Um, I don't think uh, the true freshman, uh, Emory, is gonna, Emory Jones, is going to play this year. Um, yeah, I'm not big on Felipe Franks. I think Florida's, you know, D- Dan Mullen is one of those coaches that uh, can really make the best out of a bad situation. Um, usually, like, the lower-tier SEC teams, like, you know, uh, Kentucky, Vanderbilt, and, uh, you know, the others. Damon has always uh, not had trouble beating. He's not the kind of guy who's going to take a lot of upsets. Usually if he's favored to win a game, he wins a game. And uh, even though it's in Nashville, I think uh, Florida's going to find a way to win this game, probably like, tw- like 28, 28 to 17, something like that. Yeah, I'm going to tend to agree with you. Uh, if Jim McElwain was still the coach of Florida, I would take Vanderbilt in this one. But now Florida has a real coach in Dan Mullen. And I, I, even though I'm not the biggest fan of Franks, he does have all the tools to be an excellent quarterback. And Dan Mullen will definitely get the most out of him. Kind of similar to how he did a lot with a lot of his other quarterbacks when he was at Mississippi State with guys like Chris Ralph and Tyler Russell, guys that he just molded into being serviceable quarterbacks. And he'll, he'll make Felipe Franks a serviceable quarterback this year and maybe help him realize his potential by the end of the season. So, by this point, I like Florida yeah. to be rolling. And uh, I don't think it's going to be a uh, high, like a high-scoring game. And I don't think Florida's going to blow them out either. But I, I like Florida in this one as well. I'm going to probably pick them to probably win about maybe like 24 to 13. Yeah. I, yeah, I could see that. Kind of like a low-scoring game. like a, But at the same time, I think Florida's going to be in control the whole game. If right. that makes sense. Like, just kind of a – you know, kind of one of those games where they're going to get ahead a little bit early and then just kind of coast uh, to a win. But, uh, you know, I 
I wouldn't be totally surprised if Vanderbilt came out and gave Florida a really good game, and if and even if they won, honestly. But uh, yeah. So uh, now we're gonna move on to Kentucky next week. Uh, Kentucky, it's at Kentucky. Kentucky is coming off a bye this week, but it is after basketball starts, and we know how Kentucky likes to kind of go downhill after basketball season starts. So uh, what, what do you think? Yeah, about this and one? history has shown with uh, the March Stoops teams at Kentucky that they've always been a first half season team, and then the second half they kind of just wanted to like squander off. But I'm going to go with Kentucky. Uh, they're coming off a bye. Uh, and it's also at home at Kroger Field. I, I'm going to go with Kentucky in this one. Uh, Benny Snell might be able to have a field day in this one. I think he will against that uh, Vanderbilt uh, running defense. And, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be hard for me to pick Vanderbilt in this one, even though it's pretty much an evenly matched game. I, I like Kentucky because they're coming off a bye. And I, I like them to win at least by a touchdown. Yeah. Do you think this is a make-or-break game for Derek Mason? Yeah, it really seems like it, too, because they're going to be, I think, what is it, three and four going into this one. So this is this is one of those games, like, they have to win. They need to stay around 500, especially, uh, like I said, like we were talking earlier, these last six games are all make-or-break games. But they just have the worst draw of the schedule this year. Uh, having to yeah. play at Kentucky, right. they're playing at Arkansas, and uh, let's see. At Missouri, if those three games were at home, I'd probably pick them to win two of those three. But just the factor of, the, of Vanderbilt playing on the road does not give them the advantage, and that's another reason why I'm going to have to go with Kentucky in this one. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with Kentucky as well. Just like, I mean, they're coming off a bye. It's at Kentucky. Um, this is a huge game for both teams uh, for bowl eligibility. So I don't think uh, Vanderbilt or Kentucky or Vanderbilt is going to be overlooking this game. I think it's going to be a good game. But I just I give Kentucky the slight edge, just a little bit more firepower with with Benny Snell. Um, you know, I don't I don't know if we're going to get that same production out of the Vanderbilt running backs this year. Um, so yeah, I'm going to have to go with Kentucky in that game, and I think this it's going to be a really tough blow for Derek Mason and this year's team. Um, and then they're going to have to travel to Arkansas the next week uh, to take on Chad Morris and. Uh, you know, an offensive guy. We talked about how he doesn't really have the pieces in place yet, but maybe by this point in the season, he's got some things figured out. What do you think? Yeah, and uh, when I've talked to some of the Arkansas fans that uh, that I know personally, like their uh, their enth- their uh, enthusiasm has really gone up during camp. I think everyone's enthusiasm goes up during fall camp too. Uh, everyone thinks, "Oh man, this we might surprise some people this year," and uh, that, that's possible with this Arkansas team. I mean, we know how much of an offensive guru uh, Chad Morris is. But like we said in a previous podcast, uh, he doesn't have the pieces in place yet to really run the offense to its full potential. But I do think their offense is going to get better as the season progresses. And by this point, I think Arkansas's offense is going to be rolling. And I like them to put up some points against this Vanderbilt defense. But we do know that the uh, Arkansas defense was not impressive last year. Their secondary struggled. I think this is going to be a game for for Shermer to uh, put up some yards and try to keep this Vanderbilt team in the game because I think Arkansas is going to be able to score a lot. I actually see this being a uh, more of a high scoring game and I'm going to, I'm going to pick Arkansas, but it's going to be nearly a shootout. I'm going to pick Arkansas to win this one, uh, 35 to 31. Yeah. I'm going to have to agree with you. Um, you know, just like we were saying, it's at Arkansas. Um, you know, I think Chad Morris is, you know, I, to say that he's going to have it rolling. I, I mean, I don't mean that I think they're going to be, 
you know, one of the best offenses in the conference or anything. But I think it's definitely going to be a lot closer to where he wants it by this point in the yeah, season than it will exactly. be Exactly. It'll be a serviceable offense by this point. And it's, it's not going to be elite by any stretch. I think you're not going to see an elite offense uh, under Chad Morris until probably year three. But it, it's going to have – it's going to definitely show some improvement by this point. Yeah. So uh, then, then we're going to have finally get their bye week, uh, November 3rd, uh, coming pretty late in the season this year. Um, and then they ch- have to travel on the road again, this time to Missouri, and face, uh, you know, probably the guy that I've been hyping up yeah. the most in the conference they're this they're year. Playing, yeah, Drew they're playing Locke. your guy, Drew Locke. And this is the guy that you're really yeah. high on. That's right. I'm a big – I'm big, really big on Drew Locke this year. Um, I just – I just think he's a really good quarterback, uh, really strong arm. They have a really explosive offense. They do lose their offensive coordinator, who was, you know, probably part of the reason why they got so good on offense and replaced him with, you know, Derek Dooley, who, you know, I mean, we don't really need to really talk about him too much, but just kind of a questionable hire, to say the least. But, uh, you know, I still like Missouri in this game just because all the firepower on offense. I just don't think – Vanderbilt, you know, I think Vanderbilt will be solid on offense this year, but I just don't know if they're going to be able to quite keep up with Missouri in this game. Yeah, I expect Vanderbilt to put up a lot of points in this one, but they don't have the firepower to keep up with this uh, Missouri offense. Uh, we know how good Drew Locke is. This Missouri offense is going to really just outscore a lot of teams, too. I, I expect Missouri to probably put up at least uh, 40 in this one. Vanderbilt, they might be able to get to 30. But I'm picking Missouri probably went about like 48 to 30 over Vanderbilt. Yeah, and from uh, one high-powered offense to another, uh, they host Ole Miss, who's their permanent crossover from the West. Um, you know, just previewing them a little bit, They, you know, Jordan Tiamu, A.J. Brown is probably one of the best receivers in the country, <laughs> D.K. Metcalf, uh, DeMarcus Lodge. I mean, they're just loaded at receiver with a pretty solid quarterback, so – they're going to be facing some pretty high-powered offenses back-to-back weeks here. They are, and I really like this Ole Miss offense, too. Uh, Tiamu and the receivers they have with Metcalf and Lodge. Uh, it's, it's, going to be, it's going to be a really, really high-powered offense. Uh, we know how bad the Ole Miss defense has been in previous years, and we know that they can't really stop the run. But that's one thing that uh, – it's, it's a good matchup for Ole Miss's defense because the best thing – what we know what Vanderbilt does well in their offense is passing the ball, and I, it's a good matchup for Ole Miss's defense. Uh, I think they're going to be able to contain Vanderbilt's offense enough to where they'll be able to just outscore Vanderbilt, even with this game being in Nashville. I like Ole Miss to uh, win, uh, but just just pretty much just by outscoring Vanderbilt. Right, and um, you know we talked about Vanderbilt's offensive line. We haven't really talked about a lot like during their schedule. Um, but it, it looks to be a pretty solid unit this year. And, you know, maybe they can get something going on the ground this game. You know, just like we're saying, Ole Miss's defense, run defense is always pretty bad. Um, I, I like Kyle Shermer as a passer, but I just don't see those receivers um, that can get open and, you know, stretch the field for him to really, you know, for Sherman to really live up to his full potential. Um, and it's very similar to the Missouri game. I think Vanderbilt's going to put up some points, but I just don't think it's going to be enough uh, to match what the other what Ole Miss is going to do offensively. I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I mean, about one thing I will say is Vanderbilt does always play Ole Miss really well. Last year uh, is kind of an exception, 
But, uh, you know, even when Vanderbilt was a little bit down and Ole Miss had some of their best years, Vanderbilt was still able to give them some tough games. I think it's kind of a, another one of those rivalry games for Vanderbilt that they, you know, maybe doesn't get a lot of hype. Uh, but uh, I do, I definitely think Vanderbilt sees Ole Miss as somewhat of a it rival. It is. I mean, they've been cross-division rivals and they've been permanent opponents for the past uh, 25 years. So they, these two programs are very familiar with one another. It's It's definitely a rivalry. It's not a – Major rivalry, but it's definitely a rivalry. And they usually have played earlier in the season, too. And if, if Vanderbilt was playing Ole Miss at home early in the season, I'd actually probably would pick them. But by this point, I think Vanderbilt's going to be really beat up, and I think Ole Miss is just going to be playing for pride at this point. And, you know, they're going to have a big right. game at, uh, at home the following week against Mississippi State. But like I said, I just don't think Vanderbilt has enough firepower to keep up with this high-octane Ole Miss Rebels offense. Right. And I mean, one thing to watch, too, is, uh, you know, Jordan Te'amu is a really good quarterback, but behind him, I think all they have is a true freshman. So, you know, something happens to Te'amu at some point during the season, um, you know, maybe this game looks completely different. But uh, looking at it right now, assuming that, you know, everyone at Ole Miss is healthy, this offense, you know, should be really rolling. And then, uh, Lastly, last game of the season, they're going to be hosting Tennessee. Hopefully they can uh, keep a decent amount of orange out of their stadium this year. Um, they usually have trouble with that. But, uh, you know, another rivalry game, um, Jeremy Pruitt in his first year. Um, we talked about on the Tennessee preview the other day that, uh, you know, they have some pieces on, on both sides of the ball, but they're not, you know, they weren't really able to put it together last year. Um how do you feel about this game? I know Tennessee is your favorite team, full disclosure. So <laughs> we'll just uh, put we'll, we'll just put that out there, just so you know, get our biases out there. But uh, go ahead, JB. Well, going into this game, uh, Tennessee is going to be a five and six team. I think that's what we had them going into this one. And Vanderbilt, uh, unfortunately, is going to be sitting at three and eight. And this is going to be one of those games that, uh, even though Pruitt probably doesn't have this one circled. Uh, you know, Fulmer's gonna have to be in his ear about this one. This is not a game that Tennessee should ever ever lose. Meanwhile, they've lost to them a handful of times over the past ten years. And and with this one being a bowl eligible game for Tennessee, I like Tennessee to come into Nashville and uh, win this one uh, to get get back to a bowl because this is not a game that Tennessee, you know, should lose, and it's not acceptable for their program to lose. And Vanderbilt's not gonna have as much to play for except just. For a pride at this point, Tennessee has a lot more to play for. They got to get back to a bowl. Pruitt's got to build some momentum going into the next season, and also build some momentum for his recruiting class. And Tennessee also just has a lot more talent than Vanderbilt. They just have never had the coaching. So we'll see how Tennessee is in this one. We'll see if they're uh, we're able to develop over the course of the season, stay healthy, unlike previous years. But I am going to go with uh, Tennessee. Their defense has the potential to be really good. I think their defense is going to slow them down enough, and I think Tennessee's offense will score enough. But it will be, I think, kind of low scoring. But I like Tennessee to win this one, probably about a score about twenty to ten. Yeah, and uh, unfortunately, I think me and you are going to agree on every game on the schedule, which is just not interesting. To I know. To like, all, I, I think this like. is the first. Uh, I think this is the first <laughs> of the previews that we've agreed with every single game. And I know it all sounds right. horrible. Like, I really hate uh, picking Vanderbilt go three nine because I do not dislike Vanderbilt whatsoever. I'm a really big fan of Derek Mason, but I just it's hard for me to pick wins in these games because every one of these teams they're playing are going to be better. Uh, Florida's going to be better this year. Uh, Arkansas has got a new coach and Chad Morris. I think they're going to be better as the season progresses. Missouri's going to be better. 
Ole Miss is going to be better. Tennessee is going to be better. South Carolina is going to be better. Uh, they played Notre Dame instead of playing Kansas State, and they're playing Notre Dame on the road. It's just a lot tougher schedule. So it's not like we think that Vanderbilt's yeah. going to be worse. It's just everybody on their schedule is going to be better, and I just don't know if Vanderbilt's going to be able to match all those teams' improvements. Right. And I know – I know. Uh, I don't want to speak for you, but I know for me personally, there's at least like two or three games on here that I could see them winning that I picked them to lose. I agree. So, I mean, like I'm not – I'm not saying like I don't think they can make a bowl game this year. I'm, I'm just saying like I wouldn't I wouldn't pick them to just looking at the schedule just because it looks really hard. But like you know just looking at like Arkansas, Kentucky, you know South Carolina and Florida. Uh, even I mean even Ole Miss. I mean those are games that like you know they could win. I mean Tennessee even. I mean uh, you know I, I don't necessarily expect them to win those games. Obviously I just picked them to lose all those games, but. You know, at the same time, I mean, I, I, I don't look at those games uh, and think, like, there's no way Vanderbilt can win those games. Too, uh, the Tennessee game is winnable. Uh, the Arkansas game is winnable. Kentucky is winnable. Uh, even the game at home against Florida is winnable. But I just – I can't – it's hard for me to get Vanderbilt on this one. And, unfortunately, with a 3-9 record, I'm, that's probably going to be the end for the Derek Mason tenure. After you... I really want to see Derek Mason succeed. But I think at three and nine, uh, the Vanderbilt administration is probably going to have to uh, pull the plug on on his uh, tenure there. All right. So, you know, obviously, like, neither one of us want to see that. But uh, you know, I you know I like Vanderbilt a lot. Always, you know, I've always pulled for them in the in the East. Um, you know, I'm a Mississippi State fan, so I don't really like we never play Vanderbilt, so I don't really ever think about them that much. But. Uh, I always pull for them when they, you know, played the Georgias and the Floridas of the world and Tennessee even. Uh, so, uh, you know, I definitely don't have any ill will towards Vanderbilt. It's just kind of one of those things where the way the schedule lays out, it's just tough to to see them having a big year this it year. Is. But uh, I think, uh, I mean, do you have anything else? I think we're about ready to wrap this thing up. I think I'm all good. And uh, like I said, it, it's it's really hard to pick them to go 3-9. But it's just the way the schedule sets up, and every every team being improved, I think they're going to be much more improved than uh, Vanderbilt is, and that's why I'm we're having to go with three and nine. And it's it's tough sledding. It really is. It's really hard to pick them to do this because I mean, going you know before you look at the schedule, you're thinking, okay, Vanderbilt's probably going to be a bold team, and they very well could make a bold. Yeah. But just with this schedule, I just don't see enough wins. Yeah, right. because I mean, if you look at it, you're like, well, they went five and seven last year. They're going to be better this year, so they should go to. They should, you know, get to six wins. But the schedule has just gotten so much harder. It you has, know, just like as we've said about ten times already. But <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just one of those things. I mean, it's just tough. You know, life's life's tough in the SEC. It is. It is. It's, that's what you expect, though. You're you're playing amongst the best of the best. All right. Well, with that being said, we're going to go ahead and wrap this thing up. JB, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely, Holt, and uh, we'll be ready to move on to next week, and we're edging closer and closer to football season. Yeah, and if any Vanderbilt fans out there want to give us any food recommendations in Nashville, please hit us and up. Also anything, yeah. will... And also, let me say one thing to Vanderbilt fans. Please feel free to uh, prove us wrong and roast us. Uh, we are not haters of your team and program whatsoever. So, yeah, if you want to throw out some uh, – stuff to us uh please do it we'll be more than happy to hear your thoughts and opinions hey i'll be i'll, I'll if i'm on old takes exposed i will wear it with as a badge of honor like i absolutely will and i i hope i hope that happens i really do <laughs> all right <laughs>
All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and get out of here. Everybody have a good night. We'll see you later.